I'm going to begin by asking you a question. But I want to uh, warn you, I don't expect anybody to hold their hand up. Okay? It's a question that's meant for you to think, to ponder somewhat. The question is, how many of you are struggling this morning? I ask it because if you are struggling, then you might very well relate to Jesus and his disciples as found in the gospel lesson for today. At this point in Mark's account, Jesus was just ending up a feeding of a vast number of people, four to five thousand. He used just a few loaves and a couple fish. And it's a place where Mark uses the word immediately twice, if you look at the gospel lesson. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get in a boat and leave. And then he himself sought a quiet place to be alone and to pray. We have to ask what's just happened? What is going on in Jesus' mind and heart? That immediately he sends people away. And immediately he looks for quiet and peace. It may be that the day had not turned out the way that they planned. The disciples had suggested that they find a quiet place. That Jesus and they go away from the crowds. That they find some time alone. They had no longer found that place when the crowds found them. Many people. They were coming from all over. But Jesus responded to them asking for teaching. It says that he looked upon them as sheep without a shepherd. And he could not deny them. And then, then he even made lunch in a miraculous way. It's in John's gospel that we might find what happened to agitate Jesus. Following John's account of the miraculous feeding of the crowd, he writes that Jesus is informed that the people want to make him king. You may remember that when Jesus was born, there was a king. His name was Herod. And Mary and Joseph and Jesus were forced to leave Bethlehem as Herod tried to put a death to Jesus by killing all the baby boys. Since Herod's death within four years after Jesus' birth, one of Herod's sons became ruler. Although back in Rome they had grown tired of the term king, they called him Tetrarch, for there was only one king, and that was Caesar. So for 
both practical and political reasons, Jesus would have been alarmed at people desiring to make him king. Besides, Jesus had not come to be an earthly political leader. He did not want his disciples getting infused with any such thoughts. So he sends the men out across the Sea of Galilee, and he seeks, prayfully, to be alone by himself. For Jesus, the idea of having people praise him as king and grant him power and authority over their country was a true temptation, not unlike the very temptation that he experienced in the wilderness with the tempter himself, with Satan. And Jesus needed to strengthen himself to seek his Father's spirit again. For the disciples in earthly kingdom would seem very attractive. They could certainly envision a palace, a throne, a crown, and all the trappings. And each of them could probably see themselves at the side of the king in a place of honor and power and authority. It all plays into the natural desire of our sinfulness to seek a place of honor well above the everyday chaos and everybody else. Now I come to the very challenging sentence of this gospel. Jesus comes walking on water. He gets into the boat where the disciples are terrified because they think they're seeing a ghost. And he says to them, courage, do not be afraid. And listen to this. For they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. The Gospel of Mark is constructed in a way that the reader knows from the very beginning just exactly who Jesus is and what he's about. However, the reader is presented with the struggle of the disciples to move from fear to faith. As a child raised in a Lutheran home and a Lutheran congregation, I heard that Jesus was the Savior and that we need not fear death. I came to accept that all people are sinful and that because of that, all will die. But I need not fear if I trust in Jesus to forgive my sin and grant me eternal life. So my heart was open to a gracious God, the God I knew in Jesus Christ. And in the face of death, well, the face of death did not bring fear, even though I was young from the start. However, following Jesus as Lord, daily discipleship, that presents another fear of its own. 
When Jesus feeds the hungry, when Jesus ministers to the sick, when Jesus allows himself to be seen with known sinners and then asks us to follow him, to follow his example of love, that is scary. Will I have enough food for myself and my family if I share? Will I maybe be exposed to some disease if I care for the sick? Will I be ridiculed if I'm seen with people that others discriminate against, such as homeless or refugees or non-English speaking people? Will I too be discriminated against? The fear of living as a Christ-like person can be more intense than the fear of death. And the challenge to open our hearts to love as Jesus loved us is a struggle indeed. So let me ask the question once more. How many of you are struggling this morning? Knowing that Jesus calls us to faith in his being our Savior from death and our Lord throughout our lives, to be struggling is to be faithfully following the way of Jesus and praying all the time that his Spirit turns our hard hearts into his gracious and merciful heart open to loving all people in word and in action, just as we ourselves have been loved. Amen. Let it be so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.